Hello and welcome to Destination Tokyo with me, Mark Shardlow. Today, the Olympian who's coped with the long-term effects of coronavirus or long COVID. He's also got a gym business and has swapped his usual winter training in the sun for a few weeks at Burton-on-Trent. Actually, it was quite a nice place to go, England's football headquarters at St George's Park. These are 10-minute podcasts out Monday to Friday, talking Olympics and Paralympics. And it'd be great if you could take a moment and subscribe to Destination Tokyo. That way, you get each episode for free, straight to your device. So, today's guest. At the end of a slightly scratchy line, it's an Olympian who's thankfully back to full fitness. How's it going, British rowing's Johnny Walton? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, all all well. Um yeah, very fortunate this end that we can continue training with everything that's going on. So um, it's another another hard winter, but everything's going well. You got the virus last year, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, unfortunately, picked it up just as um, lockdown the first time was happening. So around March 2020. How ill were you? Um, it was yeah quite scary, really. Um, almost felt like that my... Um, physiology just literally disappeared overnight which is yeah not not the best kind of thing when we've um yeah spent years and years of my life trying to get to a certain standard um and then all of a sudden um you go onto like a rowing machine and the numbers that you're trying to pull are nowhere near what you normally could do and your heart rate was elevated and I think that was when there was some yes it was cause for concern and Almost, I think, because it was such a stressful time of the year where it was coming to the crunch time for selection. Um, almost, I think, I'd kind of put it in the back of my head. And I guess your body is a, a weird and wonderful thing that it can just keep on running on fumes. And then it wasn't until our national training centre got closed and actually kind of took a step back that then all of the symptoms did come to the forefront. So this was what long COVID. It's like the after effects rather than the the actual sort of week or two of the virus. Yeah, yeah, long COVID. And how long did that last? Do are there still any effects of it now? A year on? No, fortunately, um, touch wood. Kind of everything is is good again and and back to normal and and back to yeah producing some of my best results, which is which is good. And um, it was a very very long period of time to to get back to the main um, training program. So it was two to three months um, fortunately very lucky that worked very closely with the team doctor and our team physiologist and also my coach who gradually built in day by day session by session but yeah it was as I said earlier it was quite scary because it, at the back of your head it's always will I ever get back to where I was. Yeah I can imagine because you know the, the rowing has defined you for so many years hasn't it? Yeah um, so this was yeah my my ninth season in the in the senior team so it's yeah it's a, a huge commitment um and yeah for it just to see that it was kind of almost disappearing in front of me was yeah it was a very very yeah bad and and hard time but fortunately come out the other end now. yeah and great that a year on you you're you're back to full health and you've been put through your paces at st george's park the home for the fa and where the england football squad train how long were you there for? So, yeah, very, very lucky to go there. I guess um, a lot of people growing up would, would like, yeah, jump at the chance to go to the, the home for, for the FA and for football. But um, instead it was, um, yes, we were at St. George's Park, but unfortunately we had to go on the rowing machine rather than um, go there for our football prowess. So we were there for 
for just shy of three weeks. Yeah, and so you were staying there in the hotel, and I mean, it's amazing. I've I've sort of had a tour around there and seen the pool and the gym areas. It is a phenomenal place, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, amazing facilities. Um, and yeah, very very uh, lucky that um, the FA uh, managers let us in for for those weeks. And um, normally we would um, be on a training camp in either South Africa or Namibia, and that's what's where we've been the last four or five years. So instead of uh, the sun of Africa, we had uh, the sun of uh, Burton on Trent. Uh, brilliant. Um, and I guess is there, I suppose there's the Trent, but was that was it all land based training rather than on the water? Yep. So, so yeah. During during the winter, we do go on a number of or, or two two camps where we don't take any of our boats away with us, and it is just solely land training. So, a lot of hard work um, on the rowing machine, a lot of hours spent on there, and then also a lot of hours spent in the in the gym lifting weights. And also on this camp, we did quite a lot of static biking as well. And as we were um, at the the home of football, we did manage to get in a few football games which was always fun are you a Leicester City fan yeah I am yeah so yeah it was uh made even better when I saw kind of Danny Simpson walking around so no, it was got the kind of the the ultimate fanboy experience there so managed to go and have a bit of a chat to him and and yeah it was yeah it was nice to see kind of footballers going about their day-to-day basis whilst we were getting in our training as well yeah what's your memory then of St George's Park it's, it's a very inspirational place and um, there's so many different pictures around on the on the walls a lot of inspirational quotes so it's yeah definitely like a really cool place to to go to rather often we we have I've been to some really amazing facilities in the UK but yeah, it was definitely very, very special just to to know that you were walking in the foot the footsteps of um, some absolute greats. And so, where are you at then? Because it's a confusing uh, time for for everyone. Um, where are you in terms of qualification and Tokyo? What's happening physically? What's happening to your mind? Yeah, so so rowing is, I guess, quite a unique sport. The way that qualification happens. So you, the majority of the qualification happens at the world championships the year out there was six boats can possibly qualify on the on the men's heavyweight side um, and we qualified four um, at the world championships in 2019 so I was part of the the men's quad back in 2019 and yeah we finished within the qualification criteria so although there's four seats within that boat that are qualified and um, just because I was in the boat back in 2019 unfortunately doesn't make me kind of it doesn't qualify my place it just qualifies that seat and that place so it was kind of back in the end of 2019 everyone's kind of back to square one again so with with the postponement it obviously has elongated the season and something that happened yeah it seems an absolute age ago now that we were racing out in Austria are you okay with like all the uncertainty you 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 know you you accept that you just take it in your stride yeah, you've, you've got to really. It's a very odd time for everyone. Um, and I think we're very, very fortunate that we have been able to to carry on almost as normal. Um, there's obviously a lot of different things that have changed at our National Training Centre. But in terms of kind of the general population and, and the world, we, we can still train. And always Tokyo has been at the centre of it. So kind of it'll be silly to shy away from it now there's a lot yeah a lot of hard work has gone in over the last four years five years now um so no we're we're all definitely still 
on track. And how about you then? Uh, how's the gin business? Yeah, it's 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 obviously been very very hard with with everything that's going on. Yeah, we we run our own little um, gin business selling um, fruit gins using kind of we diversified a product and the fruit that was going to almost waste off my partner's uh, mum and dad's farm. So Christmas is a is a key um, selling time for us. But with all of the Christmas markets that were closed, kind of everything had to had to, to go on in the back burner a little bit. Do you get involved in that? We spoke to Di Green a couple of weeks ago and Di's now living near me and his partner's running a pizza business and Di fires up the pizza and cooks the pizza. Are you hands-on? I think it's great to have something away from rowing and away from sport. I think it's it's good just to immerse yourself in something totally different. So yeah, it's been, it's been really fun, um, both making um, the gin and also yeah, selling it. Although there's been a many a, a long night just um, just bottling it. So fortunately, we're all bottled and we're we're good to go. So hopefully, once um, once the UK becomes off pause again, we'll we'll all be good. And what's it called? So it's the the Oxfordshire Gin Company. And what flavors? We do four flavors. The originals are, were plum and wild blackberry and apple, but um, we saw a bit of a, a gap in the market. So now we do elderflower and lemon as well as rhubarb. A future gin king, Johnny Walton. And just a reminder, if you're enjoying the podcast and want to make a small donation to my chosen charity, which is Maggie's Cancer Centres, then please go to justgiving.co.uk, search Destination Tokyo and drop me a tip of a couple of pounds or so. That would be fantastic. Coming up tomorrow, back from competing in Bangkok, I've got badminton's Marcus Ellis and Lauren Smith, who can give their experience of living and competing in a very tight bubble for the last three weeks. Thanks for listening. Hope you can join me tomorrow.